Manchester Football Social. Good evening. This is the Manchester Football Social. My name is John McGrath. And for the next hour, we sit here, we digest what a mad sort of couple of days we've had in the footballing world and what football we've got coming up for Manchester. Uh, the turns, the tiles, the, the, the players, the managers, the fixtures, the results... Everything to talk about today uh, with Alex Boardman uh, representing the Red Side of Manchester. Hello, Hello, Alex from the Wednesday Show and the brand new Sunday Show. Yeah, how's yeah. that going, Alex? It's going really well. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, well. And Danny Jackson, fan zone. Danny, uh, Merry Christmas, Danny. Merry Christmas, Joe. Merry Christmas, Alex. I can see oh, he's got right, a very big, yeah, very big yeah, smile on his face. This is very face. unusual. We're going to get into a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of things to discuss. Manchester United, obviously. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about Ollie Star at Old Trafford. We had the full time Devils takeover yesterday, but it's also good to get an opinion of a City fan in the studio as well about what he thinks United have done over the last two games. And then there's obviously Manchester City. We've not had time to talk about uh, the game on Boxing Day so we'll make sure uh, Danny gets his uh, chance to have his say so over the next hour whatever you're doing sit down nobody talk sit down and let us do the talking <laughs> for you uh, Danny so we, so Alex you've Go been on. mentioning that over the last you know how long have we been doing this for this season now since uh, October, three months August, I'd say it has been very heavy when we start a show where it's a generic show about Manchester to go in on United straight off the bat. It's always, what's the show plan for today? And it's like that. Well, we'll go and say, well, City did well, there's no problems there. And then we'll just spend 20 minutes talking about everything going wrong at United and all the individual players that are at fault and the manager's no good. And suddenly, Christmas... <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you tell me, I'm going to take a back seat here. I've had Granny Una's Christmas dinner. I'll let Alex do this next bit. So is Christmas there, is happened. there a problem, Nan? Problem? It's a full-blown crisis. <laughs> Three defeats in the last four. Basically, we were told this is the greatest Premier League side that's ever existed with the greatest football coach that's ever played, that's ever been in, in charge of any kind of team. And in the last four games, they basically, we're going to walk the league. And they've gifted it to Liverpool on a plate, which no one that I know is happy about. But what is going on, Danny? What is going on at Manchester City? Yeah, you know, obviously I, I can't defend the fact that we've been poor. Uh, I think, um, you know, you, you, we've set the heights. Uh, last season, 100 points, broke every single record there was to break. Started this season, vast majority of this season in second gear, but cleaning the floor with everybody we played, creating chance after chance. You know, the, 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 the pace that we've been playing with, you know, we're chancing, uh, creating an unbelievable amount of chances every single game. And then... All of a sudden, it's. I mean, the Chelsea game, if we go back to the first of them three out of the four games, there was a defeat. The Chelsea game, you know, first half, it was so easy for us. We were absolutely all over. I was at Stamford Bridge and, you know, we were all over him. It was comfortable. You didn't think anything other than a City win. And it's funny how little things changed. They had one chance in that first half. They didn't even have a half chance. We literally dominated possession, yeah, created it was all the chances. Yeah, and, and they, they scored. You can say. Yeah, can't say right at the end half. of the half. And since that, literally, since that goal, Alex and, and Joe, we've not quite been been the same team. I mean, again, you, you, I'm not into statistics. They, they don't do anything for me. But statistically, you look at the games that we've been beat. We've had 70% possession. We've had all the chances. But, but we don't look quite the same team at the moment. And I think a lot of that is Fernandinho missing. And I know I'm not going to moan about injuries. We've had quite a lot. You know, we've had Aguero out for a long, a long time. We've had Silver out. We've had De Bruyne out all season. 
But the biggest miss is Fernandinho. When City fans and anybody looking at City are saying, "Okay, they've got strength in depth. They've got two players per position." We haven't. We haven't. When Fernandinho's out, he's so critical. To, he plays that pivot role that, that Pep. Obviously, he needs a player that's all action. That's got the energy. You know that he breaks up attacks from the the opposition. We haven't got that. Gundogan's been servicing that role, but he's been playing well, he's not, hasn't he? Because I've yeah, he's been scoring because he was a cheap little fantasy football ish. buy. He's been doing all right, Alex. He's been doing all right. He's not. He's nothing. He's not. He doesn't. Isn't fit, fit to lace uh, Fernandinho's boots as a defensive midfielder. Don't get me wrong. Right. He's well, not he's, defensively he's as like, capable. He's four in yeah. the last six. But he's defensive. not a defensive midfielder. You know, he's more of a box right. to box. He reminds me of a kind of obviously not necessarily as good, but the style of player Frank Lampard was. He's he's that kind of player. I think you you're really limiting him when you're putting him in that that holding role. But also he doesn't do it as effectively as Fernandinho. And you know we've lost three out of the last four games, like you say. You know we've gone from looking like we're going to romp the league to now looking like a little bit nervous but at the same time I just want to have this little rant I mean I know there'll be a lot of City fans listening and some will agree and some won't but I think some City fans you know have got to grow a backbone, backbone because we've lost three out of four games we, I mean we haven't been brilliant but we could have easily won all three I mean we've been beat by two absolute worldies in, in games you know you look at Townsend's finish mm-hmm. you look at Ricardo's finish for Leicester they're one in 50 that they'll go in you know so we've been beat by worldies um, and we've not been playing great but it's far from over. We're halfway through the season. We, if we win every game, we could still get well, 101 points this season. Though? What is the mood? Yeah, it? it's that. Nervousness. We're not, we're not used to it. You know, my old man, I visited him over Christmas. The night we got beat by Palace at home. And honestly, it was like he'd just been to a funeral. And, and, <laughs> and this is a guy that's, my dad's 74 year old. He's watched City from minute one, you know, and, and, He's not used to getting beat, and I think that's the problem at the minute. City fans are so used to winning over the last couple of seasons that these defeats hit you even harder. But let's just all take a big breath, sit down and look at this. I said to you guys off air, I said to you guys just before we came on a minute ago, it's not beyond the realms of possibility at all that Arsenal will get a draw at Anfield will beat Southampton because our record against Southampton at St Mary's is, is good Southampton they've, they've had that high of the new manager I think we'll do enough to beat them down there and then it, we're favourites against Liverpool at the Etihad um, on next Wednesday and we lose track of days but mm-hmm. you know next week third we're favourites against them if we win that we're two points behind and then everybody can just start getting back to supporting the club but I do think some City fans are being very dramatic and, and definitely United fans are loving it aren't I'm they? absolutely loving it I'm loving not it. really enjoying this bit as well I think you've totally avoided the issue personally I, the, well, way, the bits I've well you tell me City. what the issue is then and I I'll, think I'll defensively you. you've been abysmal I think defensively against I don't Crystal, think that's the problem Alex against Crystal, I, well I think against Crystal I, Palace yeah. the, the two of the three goals I can't remember the penalty now off the top of my head, but the other two goals, I mean, the, the worldie from time's end, yeah. but the defending on that, that to clear the lines like they did, two players go for the same ball, head it right back into the middle, yeah. set up an easy volley. But that was one. That wasn't one of the back four. That I was think Laporta was... He's still defending though, isn't he? No, no, but what, what I'm saying is, I mean, when we've had the injuries that we've had to the full-backs, that's where our problems have lay. I mean, what this is so that, absolutely yeah, that's what done I was to me. To get at. But that's what, yeah, but that's... To get, again, I, I think when you look at what City have been good that all season we've defended from the front we've, we've transitioned the ball so quickly and moved the ball 
that's not happening at the minute. So as much as we can sort of label the defenders because we're conceding goals, we're not doing enough going forward at the minute. It's, that's just changed for me. How, how much has he spent on fullbacks over the last two or three seasons? Yeah, but with none probably of, 100 million. And the, Kyle Walker's burnt Kyle out. Walker, Kyle Walker's burnt out at the minute. So does he the rest? Kyle Walker needs the rest, without a doubt. I've been very critical of Kyle Walker lately, but I do think he's played too many games. I think he's a little bit like, I mean, I was saying Harry Kane, he's seems to have hit a bit of form again, but, you know, Harry Kane's looked a bit Tired, a bit yeah. overplayed, and, and Kyle Walker definitely has. He's got one of the biggest squads, so why is... Why yeah, but you is say he that, but Mendy, so Mendy has played 10 games in two seasons. Walker's a right-back. No, I know that, I'm saying, but I'm talking about our defensive So options. why is Kyle Walker exhausted? Because he's played ev virtually every single game. So why, Danilo's you, you been, got, why have you bought all these fullbacks? Because Danilo's been why injured, mate. In Danilo's been injured so Danilo, virtually for two seasons. Third, there's not a no, third choice. It's, it's been two seasons, pretty much. Danilo, Danilo's been injured. Unless you're going to play somebody out of position at right back, which Pep doesn't like doing. Well, yeah, we do, but Delph was amazing last season and he's not been and it, I mean he basically he was at fault for both the Leicester goals at weekend you know he, he, he's kind of now getting shown up that he isn't a left back he gets sent off he's going to be out for a few games anyway so um but I don't think I don't think the centre halves are the problem. I think it is the fullbacks which are, are the problem, and the fact that we're not defending from the front at the minute. You know, the, and we're not. The transition is so much slower. I've never seen City put so many crosses in the box. We've got the smallest strikers in the mm. Premier League. The last two games, they've been pumping crosses into the box that have just been so ineffective. I just think it's a little bit of a, a wake up call for City, and it will be for Pep. And I just think. This week could be pivotal, one way or the other. But I'm at glass half full. I think we're gonna. I think Arsenal are gonna get some at Armfield, and I think you know we're very well capable of beating Liverpool, especially considering now. You know the likelihood is David Silva will be fit, Kevin De Bruyne will be fit, Fernandinho is probably sixty forty that he'll be playing against against Liverpool. He, he's absolutely pivotal to us. Is it not the situation United are in now at the minute, Alex? Where I know, yes, you've been enjoying this moment here, where. City aren't performing too well, but the consequences of that is that Liverpool now have a lead at the top of the table. Well, they do. Yeah, they, so well, they, what, they definitely what, do, what, don't they? They have a lead at the top of the table, quite a, a decent lead at the top. So is that not... I mean, we've seen City not do well the past couple of days, but as a United fan, you're in that situation where if City don't do well, Liverpool extend their lead at the top. Well, Tottenham, I mean, that no, surely Tottenham, is bit Tottenham are in second currently, and Tottenham's next game... Um, he's could have uh, a consequence Wolves. of the manager coming two easy games on Tottenham yep. back to back now. So, so you'd think they'd get six, so they'd only be one point behind Liverpool going into January. So it's I, not I mean, a two horse race anymore. No, it's not a two horse race at all. And no. also, um, we've still got to play Liverpool at Old Trafford, and I would just absolutely pray that we're still in this form that we're at. And we could do Tottenham a favour. I don't want I don't want City to win the league, but I'd take City winning the league over Liverpool every single day of the week. Yeah, I think if we if we get out of that mix, I think we'll all become Tottenham fans very very yeah, quickly, yeah. won't we? So I don't, I, whatever I, I, happens, we don't. To want be them fair, it. I think City. Will, it's just a little blip. I think, I, it, I think it is, but I think it is, but I do think it, it's open Pep's eyes to problems within the team. Yeah. I think now what what is he wasn't going to spend money in January. So yeah, that's we're the going to talk about that. But for, we'll go on to that straight. We'll yeah. go on to that now. Okay, January for you going into it, Danny. Before these games, maybe let's say beginning of December, you weren't expecting much for it as a City fan, were you? I don't. I, well, from everything Pep said, it didn't look like we were going to make any signings. I mean, I've got. I had a feeling we'd sign somebody maybe that would join us in the summer that we'd wrap up in January. Maybe that that was something. I was thinking but 
you look at it now, right, and all of a sudden, over three or four games, you've kind of looked at it and gone, you know what, we need a left-back. We absolutely need a left-back. Mendy is consistently injured. Delph had a great season at left-back this season. He's not been good at all at left-back. Sorry, last season. This season, he's been really, really poor. Didn't I'm not a massive Kyle Walker fan. I think he's overrated, but I think he's... And I've kind of almost been petitioning for Danilo to get a game until yeah. I watched him against Leicester, and then I'm like, please come back, Kyle. <laughs> so that is a, pro is a problem. I think Kyle Walker's fundamentally a good player. I do think he's a bit burnt out. So I, in my opinion, I think we should be... The priority number one, we should be signing a left-back in, in, in January. And I definitely feel... It's whether you're going to get the type of only midfielder we want in January. I think Delph could play that role really, really well, better than he is playing left back mm -hmm. at the minute. So I could hope, I could hope, even though we miss Fernandinho so much, I can hold a bit of hope that if we didn't sign a holding midfielder, we'd still be okay. But I definitely think we need to buy a left back in in January, hundred percent. Frustrating UA Alex that you know they can go. This is who we need and see. And I see well, I can sometimes get the job done and get the players they want and get it wrapped up in January where if United sort of need a player as Mourinho said he needed that centre-back in, in the summer yeah, exactly. nothing seems to happen do you get any frustration from that? because well, what we've seen here now is a flaw in, in City's last couple of games and they are going to maybe go in this uh, January transfer window and try and rectify that when United's flaw last season which made us you know come behind City over so many points we didn't really do much in the 19. summer I find it interesting on a couple of levels. I find it really interesting that, you know, six weeks ago, Guardiola is the greatest coach ever yet. And, you know, when he's playing Delph at fullback, it's like it's an absolute masterstroke. And then suddenly he's not good enough. Sign Mendy. It's very difficult to blame that on Pep, though, <laughs> no, isn't it, Alex? No, I mean, say, he's just, okay, it's just, Delph has just found out that left Whoever he has wanted. He's absolutely had pretty much it. He wants but Mendy. So, he goes out and buys Mendy. Yeah, but, it, so you can't say they're bad signings, Walker and Mendy. I've heard, I've heard you. So yeah, but but I've heard on this radio station, <laughs> the, you know, the red, what they call full time, full -time devils, devils on this show, have commented about how we had problem areas and we went out and addressed it. It's just unfortunate Benjamin Mendy's been injured. I mean, no one can account for that. You know, he's been injured the vast majority of the last season and a half. Kyle Walker was in the Premier League team of the season last season. Maybe not been as good this season, but maybe over the last five or six games, the real problem. So we addressed our problems. The, I, I, that you can't but blame that on. So, wait, you, so you say you've addressed the problems and then we what? We've had a bad month. Your City have had four games yeah. and they've lost three of them and suddenly January comes and it's like that right we're going to basically we need a new left back definitely we need a new right yeah. back and so well, that's but not, we do need a new left back we do need somebody to challenge Benjamin pre-social Mourinho was criticised constantly saying oh, I need a but it's his injury record before the season it's starts. something now that's become a concern with Mendy that he's, is he ever going to play so therefore we're always going to have makeshift left backs because we haven't got another natural left back in the squad so yeah. to me that well, makes sense do you to think buy at one? the same time where Pep gets the uh, praise for doing so well with City he should get the criticism of when some players fall away like Mendy well, why spend yeah, the money on Mendy? He's not fell away, Joe. He's been injured. Well, you and just that said, can happen to anyone. I mean, all right. So he, he played five games and he was the top assist in the Premier League. I mean, this guy is so effective going forward. Not the greatest defender, but when we're in our stride, you know, like Walker. Walker's not the greatest defender, but when we're in our stride, they don't need to be. Whereas at the moment, we just can't get a game out of Mendy. You know, I think, I think I'm pretty sure right in saying he's played 15 times for us or 14 times for us. In two seasons. In two seasons. So injured. Well, you just can't account for and see, we haven't got a natural left back I we haven't totally got disagree because I think of like the greatest left back I've ever seen was Dennis Irwin at United and basically for about seven years he didn't miss a game at mm. all yeah. and I think you can get injured a lot via your own 
playing style, it's for instance. Knee injuries are Rahul, hard. It's well, Rahul's lucky, never fit at United. Jones is never fit. Jones puts four games together, then he's going to get injured. We all know that that's coming. But in the next two or three games, Jones will get injured and he'll miss a certain amount of games. And Mourinho went out and tried to address this and wasn't given the backing, wasn't given the thing. But, but so, Mourinho still spent a lot of longer, a lot of money, hell of a lot of money. Mourinho, sti- Mourinho still had an inherited Ashley Young at left back and an inherited Valencia at right back. And if you look at what Guardiola inherited and who he got rid of, yeah. he's, he's, he went so through three. He he's on his right third things. goalkeeper, for instance. Now that was well, a, we still got two of them, so it's hard to say. The fit. We got rid of the well, one he had and we still got two you know, of them. You're talking about a starter, you're talking about the, the, the main goalkeeper. But you need good backups is the point of, of what, because of the way that you know, the Premier League is these days with the rotation. Of the, you need a good, you need two for every position. We haven't got another left back and given, I would, wouldn't say that was a problem if Mendy stayed fit. Given the injury concerns that, you know, it's hanging That's over him now. That's his own fault. That's his own fault. If it, it must How be can it be your own fault to get, to get a cruciate rupture? How can that be your own fault? Well, maybe it was to do with the scouting or something then. I don't know. Maybe no, no. Well, has, it's he, quite never, interesting. has he never been injured? That's a great no, and that's the interesting fact. If you look at Benjamin Mendy's injury record before before he came to City, he never missed a game through injury. He was an absolute rocker machine. So it's just been unfortunate. He's twenty two year old. This is a kid that wants to play football, and he's had two. One very very serious injury. He's out for ten months, and and the second one, which is he's going to be out for three months roughly. They're not nice injuries. Separate knee, different knees. You know, they're not nice injuries. But you can't judge or account for that. All I'm saying is, given the concern we've now got over his injury record, I think we need a backup left back because we haven't got another one in the club. We haven't got a natural left back if Mendy is out and if he's going to be out for so long, surely the right thing to do is to bring somebody in. Surely. This is XS Manchester. This is Manchester Football Social. Can we talk United next? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll talk about next. We're going to talk about Manchester United. We're going to talk about um, the games that are coming up. Obviously, games for City and United. Um, and maybe a striking headache uh, for Oli uh, with uh, certain players coming back fit. Uh, and good to know your opinion. 877-1 if you want to get in touch with any of the debates you've heard so far. We'll be talking about the January transfer window. We'll be talking about the players and how much influence they have on the Manchester United team as well as looking about who Ollie might play up top 8771 if you want to get in touch with anything we'll be talking about today uh, myself Alex and Danny will return right after this Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. My name is Joe, joined by Danny. Fans on Danny representing the City side uh, today. And Alex Boardman. Uh, this is the Manchester Football Social. And you start your 2019 off in the right way. By going on to any podcast sites where you listen to your podcast. Finding the Manchester Football Social. We've got a special one now for United and City. Just basically search Man City Football Social. Man United Football Social. Give that a subscribe and make sure you're always listening. Daily updates of this show. Uh, drop into your inbox so you can give us a listen Uh, and it's also about you getting in touch John on Twitter Man City talk on excess Manchester they lose a couple of games and their logic is they need a new left back Kyle Walker isn't good enough like they haven't got enough daft club Danny is that what I said? No, yeah, no, no, that's what sure. someone said. Oh, no, that's no, what I'm you... saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think... I think Kyle Walker's burnt out. Like, uh, Cloth Ears obviously didn't quite quite listen to. Um, and <laughs> and we do need uh, <laughs> And we do need a left-back because Benjamin Mendy's injury problems. So, yeah, I'll stand by that. So the first section we've talked about Manchester City. Make sure you get the podcast if you missed that. Now we're going to move on to the red side of Manchester. We can all get in uh, in that debate because uh, the full-time Devils were on yesterday in the Manchester Football Social. We had our talk as United's 
fans looked on uh, Ollie's first two games in charge. But Danny can give a shining light on what uh, an external fan might uh, have on United's uh, last two games. But we'll go to you first, Alex, hmm. as the red in the room. Tell us about Manchester United. The other red in the room, eh? As Ollie got a so in charge of United, a smile back to your face. Yeah, well, let's, let's just be, let's only be positive. Dire for most of the season. Absolutely awful to watch. And suddenly this feels like there's a bit of belief in the side. There's confidence. They're playing some really nice football. It's got some excellent goals over the last two games. And I don't know if it is as simple as an only factor. It might just be as simple as getting rid of Mourinho and the players could have done it themselves. Who knows what the reason is? And I don't even want to look at it too deeply. I don't care. Because after the Liverpool game, I was I, I, City away was awful. Then Liverpool away, in many ways, was was worse because the City game had happened a few weeks before and they'd not shown up. And then they went to Anfield, didn't show up again. And finally, you know, Pogba seems to be playing really, really well. Rashford played pretty well throughout, actually, everyone. Uh, Lingard's playing very well. Matic has been an absolute surprise of anything because he, he looks fantastic going forward. So it's just something to enjoy for a bit. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. Let's not look at it too deeply. Let's just go, it's been Christmas, what a laugh. That was brilliant. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've got 20 minutes to fill here, Alex, so I can look at it a bit deeply. Maybe I'll do it with Danny. <laughs> uh, do you see the same optimism as Danny the United fan, uh, Alex the United fan over here? Is, you know, is it time well, to enjoy it? Enjoy I mean, give, given that City have lost the last two games, avoided match of the day completely, so uh, <laughs> I didn't even watch any of United's uh, two games. However, however, Let's get a little bit of perspective on it. You beat Cardiff, who have won one game in five. You know, poor side, very poor side. Yeah, poor. Huddersfield lost all the last five games, maybe even beyond that. I just looked at the last five. You lost the five games. They are in, they are just woeful. So you beat two woeful sides. And, you know, from everything I heard from mates, solid mates that I've grown up with that went to Old Trafford uh, for the Huddersfield game, they said that United weren't that great and Huddersfield could have got something out of it, you know, particularly first half. No, Huddersfield half, definitely, definitely first could. Half, you know, so, so I understand Alex's optimism because when it's been that dire and that, and, you know, I'm not, Joe, if you remember, and this is something I said to you the last time I was on XS, <coughs> where I said, Alex, 18 months ago, you need to get rid of Mourinho and you need to spend 500 million quid. And everyone was like, but I genuinely wasn't doing it to poke fun at United. But now you've seen but, United players playing, do you still think they need to spend 500 million quid or well, 100 Million, I haven't watched million, much of him since. Also, I mean, obviously, he's given him a new lease of life. You know, the play. It sounds like he's given the players a bit more freedom. You know, it's almost kind of like a man new manager comes in. It's a, a clean sheet for uh, for all the players, isn't it? So they can start again. Pogba got a couple of goals, you know, the other day, I believe. And you know, fa fair play. He's obviously given him that spark. But don't tell me a guy who won three games in twenty one as the manager of Cardiff is going to be the, res the, the 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 right guy for United going forward. But what he's going to do is he's going to get that spark, get that energy back. You know. You've won the first two games under him. Mm -hmm. It's it, what will happen is when they get a loss is what I'm wondering. You know, is Ollie Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer the kind of guy, the kind of manager that can can but can put you know can push him is, when maybe the chips are down? The thing he's is, on a high at the minute, isn't he? And every, he's riding the wave. Every single United fan knows that. That's in the back of it. The two goals we conceded, the goal against Cardiff away was a pretty much an unforced error uh, made by Rashford. Gives away a penalty. There was really really poor defending. Pogba. 
misses a header against Huddersfield. Should he be getting the header? Maybe, maybe not. It's and, a good goal, I did see that. It was a good head knockdown, Herrera good finish. Herrera's just, he's following the man, he's behind ball, him, he stops the run. So it, it's again, it's another defensive error and that, that is the massive worry. And I don't think anyone that's watched United all season suddenly thinks we've gone from this awful team to this team of world beaters and now we're going to, you know, we'll probably win the Champions League, we'll get back in the top four. I don't think a lot of us really think that, but it's been awful and for two games it's been a laugh and it's been fun and it's like you want to go to the game again, you want to, you just want to talk about it, you want to watch. And you're I scoring goals, aren't you? Is, that, is it eight goals in two games? Yeah. You know, obviously he's brought yeah. that, you know, that goal scoring belief back as well. So. I don't, I, you know, I'm well aware Mourinho could have possibly won. We beat Fulham 4-1 about three weeks ago. We could easily have beaten Cardiff uh, with Mourinho. We could easily have, have beaten Huddersfield at home. We could possibly beat Bournemouth. We beat them away earlier. Yeah, in yeah I fancy you against Bournemouth. They got spanked off Spurs, didn't they? But there's a poor, bit so. of a feel. It's, you know, just let... It's football. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a Christmas time. It's not real life. Let's just enjoy the ride <laughs> yes. for a bit. Let's not look at it too deeply. We had a conversation early in the year. can't remember what time, but it was a chat where we mentioned, will Pogba leave first or will Jose leave first? In a situation where it, we kind of made it out on the show who would win. Would Pogba yeah. win or would Jose win? And a lot of focus has been on Pogba on his performances, obviously scoring two, but his celebrations, his his attitude, his, his Instagram posts, Post, yes, should we up. say. Do you say Pogba won the battle? Pogba won the war because Mourinho's not not there. And I think Pogba I mean, win the war if he goes on and has a, a good Pogba's career. Pogba's already won the, for, he's won for the, for the war. Mourinho's United. gone. Mourinho's not there anymore. And I mean, I, my personal feelings on that, uh, it's a bit of a disgrace, really. I don't like it when any... Um, I, d I suppose you could always say Mourinho's, you know, he's he's made his own bed, he's lighting it, he's, he's made a terrible team atmosphere, he's turned a lot of players against him, but he was the manager and people go, well, Pogba wasn't playing for Mourinho. Pogba, Pogba was never playing for Mourinho. Pogba was playing for Manchester United. That's the thing with Lukaku not tracking back. Oh, he doesn't like Mourinho or he's not getting on with Mourinho's tactics. You're playing for Manchester United. You're not playing for a, a particular manager. As we've said many times, there's loads of people that you work with in your real life that you hate. And you can't just sulk until you get your own way. And it, it just feels like, you know, that is, that is modern football and it's been like this for 10, 15 years because you can't replace a seven, eight hundred million pound entire team. You just get rid of one player, but... Not a lot of sulkers, though, over at the A-Ad. And is that because of the way Pep manages them? The respect they have for Pep? Um, you wouldn't see anyone, you know, in terms yeah, of if Pep was to... Fall out then. I kind of get what you're saying, and actually, I was just smirked to myself and thinking, well, all that's great when you're winning, innit? Yeah, you know, we'll like, see, like, we'll like when you've got see, this yeah. big squad and you look at what we've done up until the last few games, you probably think, well, look, the, the players are happy because players are happy when they're winning. You know, they understand it's a squad game these days, there's a lot of games to come. We're still in four competitions, you know, they're still going to get plenty of game time. So, it's kind of from now, really, isn't it? You know, maybe mm. will we start seeing, if I'm, you know, being open here, and will we start seeing a few cracks with players? You know, because when you're not winning, it, it kind of drives a different atmosphere, doesn't it, within the club? Um, the, the importance of, of our game 
on Sunday against Southampton is huge in every way. You know, from a confidence point of view, you know, for the team, from the fact that you know we're going to need to win. Otherwise, I mean, if we go into if we go into um, the game against Liverpool and we're more than seven points behind them, mm-hmm. I can pretty much say we're not going to we're not going to win the league. You know, I'd, I'd be confident of saying that. So this game against Southampton is so so key. Um, but yeah, and then we might get to see if we do lose it, and, and times are a little bit hard, and we're now in a if we end up in a top four scrap then will these players who are quite happy to miss games here and there will they all of a sudden be airing their opinions a little bit more we'll have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see we also know one thing from Guardiola is that you know while it has been going well there's never any problems and stuff he is extremely ruthless mm-hmm. he in yeah. his first season especially you know he gets rid of club, club legend Joe Hart just because you're not good enough I don't want you um, he got rid of Clichy as well yeah but they were uh, all out of contract they were old weren't they they were all maybe not Milner I mean, don't talk about him I hate him to, with a passion <laughs> but but, um, but there were also problems in that first season I seem to remember with Aguero where he was benching no that was Aguero the media and, though that was the media putting a spin on it I don't think there's ever from what I understand from my time working with the club there was never a problem between Aguero and, and, and Guardiola um, Clichy was out of contract and was just I mean you look at the way that we play Clichy was never going to fit into a Guardiola side he served a purpose for one season so did Sanya you know we, Yaya Torre he was another guy that was never going to fit because again they're getting towards their end of the careers so we needed to refresh it we did it we bought well I, can, I still completely believe that Kyle Walker was a good signing Benjamin Mendy will turn out to be you just said 10 minutes ago that Walker's no good he's not a good fullback yeah because he's burnt out at the minute you, you surely you heard that bit I said yeah, yeah, just say he's burnt out. that's I just what I'm saying I think you, he's played too you much you also said you didn't rate him yeah but he's, he's played too much he's played too much so I think he's to the show but I also I also said he was in the justifiably in the Premier League team of the season so, last season yeah, yeah last season but, but he's played too many games um you know in this day and age 50 million quid for a fullback mm. if you go out and buy anyone decent you're going to be paying that now 50 million is the old 25 50 million is basically a squad player when you look at yeah. Fred a yeah. number there 50 million which has been floated about around what maybe Oli might get in January yeah. Seems for odd. Manchester United so here's another question we talked about what City will do in the tran- uh, transfer window coming up what will United do when it opens in a matter of three to four days do you think Oli will be giving anyone to spend uh, do you believe that he will go and spend it. Um, what are your feelings about it? Well, it feels pointless if he does because he's been there too. He's, he's barely, he's been there just over a week. So there's no way he's assessed everyone because all the players haven't played yet. So unless they, and by this I mean the board, have identified somebody already and, you know, we don't know whether Mourinho seemed to be totally in the dark as to whether he was getting any money or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless they've seen someone and say, we want this player and this is who we're going to buy, which is, again, another. United wary with Solskjaer that he is just sort of a, a face to placate the fans and then in the background Glazers but there again Alex Woodward if they do still... have this director of football is it no, yeah. no long, I know but if that comes in maybe it'll come in yeah. you know for January you don't know but what I'm saying is they must have identified players that they wanted to sign already before Ollie came in so at the moment even if they bring somebody in it's surely the idea of a director of football is you get told this is your player and you work with him so so maybe you know, it'll I go mean, above, if, above, if that is above the case, just I think at that highlights how untenable Mourinho's job actually was if they're signing someone who didn't have any knowledge of it they've I mean this is again let's let's not be 
let's not beat around the bush. They signed Sanchez. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Mourinho wanted Sanchez. I think if he was trying to fill, fill a right winger slot, he wanted Perisic from Inter Milan. Um, I also read in the aftermath of Mourinho going pretty much. You uh, say he had 400 million. He, he got a lot of players that you think he wanted. Matic wasn't his first choice. Baye wasn't his first choice. They were all on a list and he couldn't quite get who he wanted. So again, that's really worrying. And I don't think, I think City are currently much better run in the fact that if there is a left back to replace Mendy or a right, a backup right back, I don't think City will be left getting back, Pep's yeah. second choice um, or, or, you know, or third choice. I think they'll go, right, who do we want? We want him. I'm pretty sure they'll just go out and get him. Whereas mm-hmm. it's felt for a little bit at United, like, we, you know, we get whoever they c- the best they can do. Do you know what I mean? Which mm. is something that you- never happened at United. Personally, if we have got money to spend, I would wait. I was reading Alderweireld. Yeah. You can un- un- release his contract for £25 million. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that would happen in January. I think he'd c- still come in summer, mm-hmm. by which point he's 31. You know, I, I watched Koulibaly the other day. He, he did look fantastic. His big dominant centre-half, which is somewhere we don't really have. Yeah, he's very. Um, he's a very basic defender, though. He is a basic Bali, isn't he? He's, he's, kind of, he's not a flair centre. He's got to be the defence. That, def- that defence is shocking. We've still got Valencia and Ashley Young until he's looking like Dallo is. You know, he's getting more and more of a chance, and Shaw's stepping up as well. And eventually, I think next season they'll be your first choice fullbacks, and they, that's fine with me. I like both of them. I think they're great at attacking. But when we're still playing Phil Jones at centre half at Man United, when Smallings getting a game whenever he's fit. They're not good enough. They just aren't good enough. Manchester Football Social, we're going to take another break. Uh, coming up, when we come back from the break, something we need to talk about is the headache up top for Manchester United. And we'll also preview in a bit more detail Man City against Southampton uh, and United against Bournemouth, as well as looking at the other threats in the Premier League. How seriously do we take Spurs? How seriously do we Quite take seriously. Liverpool being Got on it, top <laughs> of that Premier League? Uh, and I'm sure we can both feel uh, some sense of... Uh, just disappointment. Sorrow. <laughs> Just sorrow. And why? Why? Eight double seven to one on the text. Make sure you come and have your say on the Manchester Football Social. We'll be right back after this. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. We've only got about 20 minutes, well, about 15 minutes of the show left. We'll be previewing the two games as well as talking about Manchester United's attacking options up front. Uh, but Alex, you've got a show on Sundays, a new show that people yeah, might yeah. know about, listen live to. Uh, when is it and what is it? What do you do? It starts at 6pm. It's basically this, uh, but there's just, there's just sort of two of us. Um, and we're kind of the first ones because obviously there's a lot of matches happen at four. Uh, on the Sunday, so it's immediate reaction to what we've just seen. You'll be able to do immediate reaction to City's game, obviously, uh, on the weekend uh, against Southampton. We'll be talking about that. Just after we bring up uh, a bit of a headache, Ollie might have as Manchester United go into the game uh, against Bournemouth on a Sunday. Um, talking about some strikers in the press conference, he made aware that uh, Sanchez and Lukaku could be available for his team selection on the weekend. So for you, Alex, if I asked you, if you could think about what Elo might do or how would you ease these players back in? Or do you think, you know, these players deserve the chance? Are you happy with how it's going? I don't think they really deserve it, to be honest. But he said he'd give everybody a chance. We don't know how they've been training 
or week. Martial uh, missed the last game because he had an illness. I think he was like a 24-hour bug or something. It was just like a, a cold or mm-hmm. a sickness or something. But he was he played fantastic against Cardiff. And he's been good all season. Uh, Wingard was injured for most of the season, but he's been in really good form. And Rashford, exactly the same. So I would not change those three at all because they just run and run and run and they're pulling teams all over. Um, then who gets the slot on the bench do you put both Sanchez and Lukaku on the bench knowing that if you put them both on um, neither one can really play in, well Lukaku definitely can't play in midfield Sanchez has featured a little bit in midfield but he's never really shone there um, so I, I suppose I'd probably Lukaku's probably fitter because he played more I think it, it's been six weeks eight weeks since we've seen Sanchez yep. um, so I think the place on the bench should go to Lukaku ease him back in and try and get something we've not had for most of the season a bit of competition it, yeah if Sanchez was uh, obviously available and you say may not put one straight away would you like to give him opportunities to prove obviously his money he's would got you to, like yeah. but, but if that means obviously harming the careers of or the progress of obviously Rashford or Lingard if he takes one of their spaces well it won't no because well it definitely won't do that because as Danny was saying before about like a burnt out Kyle Walker the last thing you need to do with Rashford is play him now for the next eight nine weeks he plays every game it's a, it's a Christmas period everywhere games are coming thick and fast we've got uh, a cup tie coming that's you know one of the few chances of some silverware we've got FA Cup Coming in in a week or two, you mm-hmm. want Rashford, who's, who's our best centre-forward currently. He needs to be fit and firing for that. You've got Paris Saint-Germain coming up a few weeks after that. Again, if we if we can get Lukaku scoring, and the way that we've been playing at the minute, actually could see it turning round a bit for Lukaku. Um, and then, you know, give Sanchez a chance. Because the, for the first time almost ever all season, we find ourselves a couple of goals up in games or three goals up in games. So that should be, you know, 70 minutes. Everybody should be coming on and getting a chance to impress, especially with the forwards. For, for us at the start of the show, we talked a lot about six defence. Is it is the you know, attacking options sound? I've seen Aguero, I admire, I admire Aguero, Vormiart, Jesus, however... Do you still think he's in, in that Rashford uh, frame of mind where he needs games, he needs opportunity to express himself, to get yeah. balls in the back of the net? I, I are you happy with City's striking options? I know um, City's attacking midfielders are just wonderful. You can't say a bad word about De Bruyne or Silva or, or a Sterling at the minute, Sane. But what about those those number nines, those players that can put the ball in the back of the net? You've you two options, basically. Or I know you can mix around. Yeah. Is there any room for um, getting another I one I definitely in? don't think it's a priority for us to, to start be looking at strikers. I, I still don't think in the summer it will be. And, you know, you could you could liken Jesus to Rashford. And I think in so many ways, you know, these are young kids that burst onto the scene. You know, they were firing in goals for fun. They've, you know, played with a freedom. Then all of a sudden, they've kind of not really fulfilled the potential, fits and spurts, you know. And I, and I think you've got to put Jesus in that in that category. You know, I've questioned him as a number nine. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he'll ever be a replacement for Sergio Aguero. Just based, I mean, who is? You know, there's not many out there. Really, no, no, he's been go excellent. And, go and spend stupid money. Who 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 is going to compete with Sergio? But I definitely don't. I mean, the fact that we've seen um, we've seen Raheem Sterling play in that false nine position. He's seen even Bernardo Silva playing that far. I think we have got enough options up top, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Pep is going to be kind of focusing on that. Um, anytime soon, but you know, look at you, look, looking at United, and and you know, obviously Sanchez has been a, just a, a dreadful sign. If he did sign for Manchester City, 
I don't, I don't know. Possibly, possibly. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, loads of City fans are saying that we've dodged a huge bullet, and maybe we have. But at the same time, would he, what would he be like under a manager like Pep as opposed to Mourinho? So you, just, mm-hmm. you never really know. I don't think you'll ever have an equal comparison with that one. But well, I know City, Lukaku's got City a great playing well and have been playing well. Yeah, and I think that's different as well. Yeah, because yeah. United have been playing really, really badly. Yeah, and, and, and I read, I read Lukaku's got a good record, hasn't he, against um, Bournemouth? I think he scored six in his last three games against them or something was, Lukaku like that. Lukaku was great so last season. He maybe he's really, one, really and he's good. an option. I mean, it's funny with Lukaku, isn't it? Because I mean, I, you know, I still call him Emileski because he still reminds me of, of Eveski yeah. the way that he plays. You know, he's, but we see him in the World Cup. He's absolutely sensational. He started the season, looked fantastic, and you know, maybe he's just a confidence player. A little bit like Pogba, yeah. maybe he just needs Ollie to come in, put an arm around his shoulder, give him a chance, and he takes it. And then you don't know what happens from from there. So it's good that you've got them options for you guys. It's good that you've got them options. Um, it's a matter of now how you fit them in, isn't it? You know. And, yeah. And, and, and I think the difference with when you were comparing Jesus and, and Rashford, I think Rashford, I think the plan is for Rashford and every Ibrahimovic when he played with Rashford. Van Hal said it, Mourinho said it, that what well, this he could be as good as he wants to be. He's he just still learning the game, still growing up until last season. Apparently he was like five foot nine in his first season. Second season he showed back for training, he six foot one, six foot two. And you, you do he does look physically a very different player than when he made his debut. He's really, really strong. He's mm. we've got the best attitude. He's he's my favourite player currently for pretty much the way he played throughout Mourinho. Wherever he was asked to play, he tried. Often he was in a lack of form. It wasn't always working out for him, but just through sheer will, it's suddenly all coming good. And also he's now playing in the middle where he's my number one centre forward. I don't, Lukaku could be great coming off the bench, could be great in a game like Bournemouth if he was fit, but I want Rashford as our main striker and I think he will over the years, if he doesn't get injured, I think he's going to be an absolute United great. Let's look ahead to Southampton against Man City. Uh, so Fernandinho still up in the air if he could be playing on the on the weekend for City. Uh, for you as a City fan, Danny, if Fernandinho isn't on the team sheet, how would you like to see City set up? Give you a sense of okay, maybe we we can do we can do a job without him. Is there a formation or a way? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there is, there, there is, but we haven't done it in the last few games that he's been missing. I mean, what I would say, you know, the likelihood is David Silva and De Bruyne will probably start. So that's going to, you know, the work ethic of them two as well. You know, let's not underestimate how much effort they put into a game. They're, you know, they're not just flair players that like going forward. They do their jobs, you know, tracking back. So I think they'll add so much to the team, particularly David Silva. I mean, he just makes the team tick. Um but I think I think I don't know I think that who's going to play that holding role you know as I say I don't think Gundogan is the right person for it but I think he will play there I think he'll be in that holding role on Sunday um, you know we've got a good record like I said before generally against Southampton I think we've I think they've just won one of the last 11 matches against them in the Premier League or something like that. So we've got a decent record against them. They got beat, didn't they, yesterday? West Ham, um, yeah. West Ham beat them last night. Yeah, they, didn't look good at, they didn't look that good, Southampton, I didn't think. No. I. Well, I'm hoping not because, as I said, if, if we're going to get back ourselves back on track and start really pushing Liverpool for the title, it's got to start on Sunday for me. We've got to get them three points Sunday. And you know what? As bad as we've maybe not as bad as we've been, but you know, maybe the results haven't been there for us last I do fancy us on Sunday I do think we'll have enough to beat Southampton Sunday 
United against Bournemouth, um, you expect Oli to kind of stick with the same sort of 11? Yeah, yeah. Any changes? Well, Mata, Mata came in for, for an injured Martial, and I think that I think they'll switch back. And I think um, Young missed out. Uh, and he, Young, Young was excellent, I thought, in the first game against Cardiff. But I, th- I think they'll play those same front three. I think Matic, Pogba and Herrera. Um, so, no, no, I don't think he'll change too much because you don't change that winning team and you're trying to build... It. The thing with United is we always used to be a team. When City have been good for the last few years, what, they've had some great flair players. De Bruyne is an exceptional player. Silva's fantastic. Uh, Aguero is. But they also were a team... Liverpool currently are a team and we've not been a team for it feels mm-hmm. like since Ferguson left we just don't seem to have been a team so let's get let's you know let's keep the same play the same starting 11 let's get everybody as confident as he can be let's keep running at teams and and you know let's just all start playing for each other and, and the great thing you've year. got there as well you're coming you're coming into a game against um Bournemouth who have been Pretty woeful, haven't they? I mean, Spurs yeah, absolutely yeah. turned them over. So you're probably catching Bournemouth they put five or six past them, Tottenham. Didn't five, they? yeah, didn't they? And 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 I think you're probably catching Bournemouth mm-hmm. at a good time. A good time and you're on the way, yeah. a bit of momentum, you know. So I, I mean, I actually think you'll you, you know you'll do a job on Bournemouth on on Sunday. Well, their captain's also out for the season. I think he yes. did his free shit. Yeah, as he well. did. Yeah, yeah. Let's go over that. some of the key games then that aren't Manchester related that do have a sort of consequence on uh, uh, Manchester clubs. I'll start off with. Tottenham Wolverhampton Tottenham obviously keep the you we we said, said before they could win the next couple of games which mm. means they'll be straight up there fighting for the title Tottenham do you, is it just a case easily. of easily and it, it feels like Wolves have been found out a little bit and I liked them at the beginning of the season yeah. they played some good stuff so it's got some good goals but they're not getting all it's not really going their way at the minute can't see Tottenham getting beat there it's weird isn't it at the start of the season you sort of say well it's the start of the season but now it's the time where you do keep an eye on other results that come in uh, across the Premier League because Liverpool Arsenal it doesn't have consequences in just City but Arsenal you know getting beat or drawing will mean United's chance of a top four you know increases yeah, yeah. Arsenal drop points and United gain points then that top four spice just narrows and narrows and narrows well, so uh, we'll both yeah. be watching uh, that game on uh, on Saturday half five kickoff. Is and Arsenal, Arsenal be a- beat Tottenham only about four games yeah. five games ago and then they lost two on the spin so you don't really know where you are with this rejuvenated Arsenal it feels a little, a little like a lightweight Arsenal like they've been for the last few years really. confidence that Arsenal can get out Danny I wouldn't necessarily say I'm confident because Liverpool are in that vein of form at the minute where they look pretty un- unplayable like we've done maybe last season you know they're just in that purple patch and I think it's I think one thing I would say with Emery I think he will set up very defensively against them he'll play the two holding holding midfielders are they good enough to grind out a point at Anfield yeah I, mean, I can't you know at the end of the day they're yeah. the fifth in the Premier League the Bamiyang's on fire Bamiyang's playing well. very well yeah. last week yeah so I mean you know I don't think Arsenal will go there and I'm not saying totally to shut up shot but I don't think they're going to go there to necessarily blow Liverpool out of the water because I don't think they're capable of doing it so but I do fancy they might just nick a draw out of it I think a draw a draw might you know they're, they're very capable well. of doing yeah. it you I'd know? love that but I don't I just don't see it uh, yeah really I, I maybe mine's more hope than expectation yes. however, however I think City could beat them yeah. I think City should beat them really I think City are a better side than Liverpool still you're still not telling me that a midfield they play very well but you've got Jordan Henderson and Wijnaldum in that midfield it's not 
Yeah, but then they've got everything. It, it depends on again because they've rotated a lot like City, haven't they? You know, you can you can have Naby Keita in there. You know, they have he's got not options. Well haven't they? They, he's got better as got Fabinho. He's he's clicked into form. You know, so they, they've got options. It's not, they? for options. instance, it's not Silver. It's not De Bruyne. The, you know, there's no out and out star. I like you. You like Mickey Thomas. Yeah, no, you yeah, just yeah. absolutely hate Liverpool. We're going to have to leave the, the debate here. The debate here. The, the, uh, the debate. Just say that. Thank you very much for joining us, gents. Uh, the game, uh, uh, the, the football social will be back on Sunday with you, Alex. Yeah, six o'clock. And then uh, back to normal again on Monday throughout the whole week. Uh, Danny, thank you for coming in. Welcome, Joe. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy New Alex, Year. Merry, yeah, and Happy New Year. If we don't speak to you soon, it's been the Manchester Football Social. Enjoy your weekend.